Hey guys, and welcome along to episode number 23 of the Certain and Whitewash podcast. I'm your host, Neil Piper, and in today's show, what are we going to be talking about? We're going to be talking about a camera that wasn't a birthday present, but I acquired it on my birthday. Um, a, uh, yeah, what is it? A projector that I also acquired on my birthday. Uh, an actual birthday present in the form of a book. It was my birthday the other week, did I not tell you that? Unbelievable. Um, and some prints that I've been receiving through the mail and a zine from a very nice chap in Norway. And what else am I going to talk about? Um, a plug that Graham from Sunny16 has requested, the, very nicely uh, for him, uh, to tell you all about the Sunny's Awards. So stay tuned and we shall get to all of that in the show. Thank you very much. Cheers. <laughs> Hey guys, how you all doing? Sorry for missing last week's show. Um, I did say a few weeks back that I was going to be trying, not not trying, but out of necessity having to cut back on my recording time a little bit just to um, sort of educational commitments and things like that. And yeah, so last week's one I had to I had to skip for that very reason. I had a, a, a master's degree hand in that unfortunately had to come first. But I'm back this week. Um, we have another show. Um, so let's go on with it. I've got a little list of things in front of me that I'm going to talk about. Um, I thought I'd better write them down. Uh, just a few notes so that I don't ramble so much. And as usual, it's gone from a couple of things to a few more things. And, well, God knows how long this show is going to be. So what's the first thing I'm going to talk about? It was, um, I got some gifts the other week. It was my birthday. Um, but these are actually unrelated. They just happened to show up on <laughs> on my birthday. So... It doesn't really matter how, but I came across, and Mike Gutterman, you'll be uh, pleased with this one, um, what I would call a half-proper Pentax. I mean, it's still 35mm, but it's a it's a Pentax, and it's fairly weighty. Um, this is a Pentax MZ30, or I think possibly in the States known as a ZX30, or at least somewhere it's known as a ZX30. This one's branded an MZ30. Um, it's all right from the look of it, I guess, for a... For a Pentax, um, so I know a little, uh, quite little about it. Uh, I'm not going to lie about all the Pentaxes and their range, to be honest. Um, I think this is only the second Pentax SLR that's ever come through my grubby mitts. Um, but from what I understand, it's sort of a 2000, year 2000 range, probably one of the the latest, later um, SLRs that Pentax put out. Um, yeah, and from what I understand, it uses the KAF mount lenses and will take the... It's compatible with the, the newer F-type, A-type and FA-type lenses, but only in um, automatic mode, from what I understand. Uh, I think I read that in Camerapedia, maybe. Don't quote me on that. Have a look. Um, so it's a... What was it? It's a fully electronic uh, camera. There's no... No... Uh, um, oh god what am I trying to say no sort of advanced no shutter advanced no manual shutter advanced no manual gubbins on it at all it's all sort of 2000s electronic um, and this one looks well, if it's even had a roll of film for it I'd be quite surprised it's got a few scuff marks on it I mean it's what at least, probably 18 years old at the minimum um, but yeah 
yeah, electronic Pentax MZ30. So what does it do? It's it, um, your, your normal bog standard settings on it. It's got your, your manual mode, so you can adjust your, your ISO and your aperture and your shutter speed independently from each other. Aperture to priority mode, shutter priority mode, big green smiley face mode. Don't know what that one is. Uh, and then your standard array of uh, sort of program modes. So um, what I'm going to assume, judging from the dial, is your portrait mode, your landscape mode, close-up, straight macro mode, sports mode, which I guess is like your shutter priority mode, and then sort of the light mode, light, yeah, light mode, Duh. Um, nighttime mode. So I guess sort of longer, longer shutter speeds on that one. It's going to be kind of hard talking about this one because... I've instantly found something that I don't like about this camera, and as I mentioned, it's because it's electronic. So this thing takes, uh, I think, was it two CR2? Two CR2 batteries, I think it was. Um, so not like the sort of Hero A ones, the slightly bigger, um, between like a, they're not anything like a Hero A battery, what am I talking about? Like this, this shorter, stubbier version of a AA kind of battery. Um, but I found out that unless you have fully fresh brand new batteries, it don't work. In fact, it barely even fires up. So it's gonna be fun talking about this one. So what do we know about it? I said about the exposure modes, um, fully mechanical, fully motorized, motorized, um, a whopping two frames a second, I think I read you can get out of it. Um, DX coded films, I think it says DX from 25 to 5,000 ISO. I don't know why you need 5,000 ISO. Any films available ever in 5,000 ISO? Not sure. But um, either way, you can manually override it um, from speeds of 6 to 6,400, which is a bit more um, realistically usable, I reckon. If you're pushing your film, a lot, a lot of people push their film up to 64. I don't know if many people pull speed down to about six but i know there's a some sort of fairly funky films around on the market that that you can shoot at that sort of speed like some of the washy washy films i think go down to that um obviously you can pull anything down to that if you want and you can shoot your um your expired film down to that as well so that's always quite handy exposure compensation in half steps plus or minus three i think that's written on here somewhere I don't know where i read that from otherwise well, this one's really not going to be a great review, is it? Because I've just got a few few notes on me and what's effectively a, a dead camera. So, yeah, Pentax MZ30. This one came with uh, a 35 to 80 lens. Seems fairly robust. Again, can't really check anything with it because it's all electronic. Autofocus, manual focus as well. Available, selectable from the... There's a switch on the, on the body itself rather than the lens. Um, what else we got? It's one of those pop-up flash ones. So, I don't know. Does this? This, this could I could be totally stereotyping this, but when I see an SLR with a built-in pop-up flash, that kind of to me at least suggests sort of lower end of the market. Um, don't know. Could be wrong on that. It seems to me that nowadays, at least um, from what I know about digital cameras, the ones with the pop-up flashes, although are possibly very good. I don't know. I Sometimes still have to use a 600D digital camera that has a pop-up flash and that's all right. It's just a crop sensor um, DSLR, but it does the job. But I know that the more expensive ones in the range, your 5Ds, 6Ds and upwards, they 
they don't have a pop-up flash. So yeah, um, what else have we got? LCD display on the top, which obviously is defunct because it's not working. Uh, I think they've got a button on there for um, like flash control. Looks to be like red eye reduction and sort of various expo uh, various settings for the flash. And one next to that, which clearly adjusts uh, like your whether you're sort of continuous shooting or one shooting. There's possibly something on there for double exposure mode, maybe. There's two sort of interlocking frames that look like they could be double exposure. Don't know. Um, and timer, timer setting on it. We've got a, like a toggle switch on the sort of front stroke top, <laughs> which um, I don't know what that one does. If it was a um, if it was a point and shoot camera, I'd say that was your zoom in and out, but it's an SLR, so I've got a a ring for that one. So not sure what that does. <laughs> oh man, I really should have researched this more. Um, yeah, so like I say, your action action mode, close up mode, night mode, portrait mode, landscape mode. So it's a fairly um, bog standard, easy to use. Um, yeah looks like the kind of camera that you'd give to someone that was moving maybe from from digital and wanting to have a go at film it's to me at least it's it looks like i would say that if this was if this was the last pentax slr in about the year 2000 i reckon the first pentax digital slr looked pretty much exactly like this felt exactly like this weighed pretty much the same as it, it looks like um, it looks like a digital camera obviously it's not but you know the kind of thing that's probably about all I've got to say on this one like I say this one came into my grow little mitts with oh, what did it have um, a few little accessories so there's a, a, a wired remote control for it um, we've got a whole range of um, lens filters for it what have we got there uh, the 49mm ones, screw-in lens ones, not much use to me because I doubt I'll use this camera and um, I can't think of anything else offhand I have that takes as a 45mm thread. But anyway, there's a, we've got here a YA2, which is a bright orange one, um, an R2, so it's a deep red one, there's a circular polarizer, um, plus four close-up. What's this one here? Oh, an 81A, slightly warm. A few other bits and pieces, another, another plus four. Um, magnifier, put them together, I guess. Is that a plus eight, I suppose? Don't know, never really been my bag, those. Anyway, so that's about it, yeah. Pentax MZ30. Once I find some batteries and can fire the damn lump up, maybe I'll talk to you a bit more about it. If there's any um, fantastic features on that camera that... I'm not aware about and aware of because I can't fire it up. Please do let me know. I'm always interested to learn a bit more about different cameras and yeah, that one's no exception. Okay, um, what else have we got? So another thing, yeah, another thing that I inherited the other day. I don't know if any of you saw, I put a post on the negative positives Facebook page about this. I'm not gonna talk about this, but uh, in great deal, but it was a, a Kershaw Daylight Strip projector so slide projector um i think i looked it up and it was sort of about the 1950s or 1960s maybe um so it it didn't have a carousel like so not you know like your normal um 
slide projectors in your pictures and they've quite often got like a circular carousel on them. You fill the carousel up with slides and click, 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 you pop all the way through them. This doesn't have that. This has two different options. One of them is a holder that holds just two mounted slides. So you pop one in and you project that. And then while you're sort of discussing that and having a look at that, you're putting the second one in, excuse me, and then you sort of literally mechanically slide it over. There's no sort of buttons or advances or anything like that. You slide it over and the next one shows up on your, on your, on your screen. What are they called? Yeah, your projector screen, you know what I mean. Um, and then yeah, chin wagging away about that one. Um, but all that time, you, you you then have to take the first one out and pop that one away and then put the next one in. And then when you finish talking about the second one, you slide it over and you talk about that one. And it kind of occurred to me that that's... I've never been a massive fan of shooting slides. I think I've mentioned that before. Not because I don't like them, but I just never have. Um, I don't process my own E6. Um, and I've never really had an interest in projecting my work or family pictures or anything like that. I know a lot of people are excited about the the fact that Kodachrome, Kodachrome, <laughs> has come back and now people are buying up slides, uh, slide projectors and carousels and they're planning on doing like family snapshots and that's all fantastic. It's just not really my, my bag sitting there and flicking through these slides. But it occurred to me with this, with this setup, with this Kershaw one, it gives you a lot more time to to discuss what's in front of you, be it um, an artistic, like your arty photograph, your artistic photograph, or a family snap. While it's up on screen and you're fumbling, and someone's fumbling, it, whether you are or someone else is putting the next slide in, it gives you and the people that you're you're showing the the image to more time to sort of look at it and more time to engage with it. And that I kind of got on board with, um, much more like a more slower pace of looking at these images. You know, there's not this like, here's Auntie so and so on top of this mountain. Click, and here's her in this, and click, and here's her in the bus, and click. You know what I mean? Like, there could be a lot more sort of thought behind this. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that's all garbage. But anyway, that that yeah. So I thought that was quite cool. And the other thing that, that sort of came with it, um, now apparently this was a not a, maybe a common thing, but I'd never heard of this, but uh, when you can take this, what do you call it, like the mechanism, like the carrier, I suppose you'd call it, that holds these two slides. You can take that whole thing off and you can put on like a, basically another, I wouldn't call it a carrier, but you put like an entire roll of uncut slide film on it and you can then sort of put it into a, a take-up spool, basically, and you can wind them through the projector like that. So instead of having slide at a time, you'd have an entire roll of slides. Don't really know my thoughts on this. It seemed quite cool when I first saw it, and then I thought, well, why would you, why would you use that? The only sort of thing I can think of is maybe you would have used that back in the day as like previews so that you could you'd shoot your roll a 36 or whatever and then you'd go through them and looking for the ones that you wanted to actually mount maybe you i don't know maybe you, you know you dropped focus on some of them so you know you can cut those ones out 
maybe you are bracketing uh, a couple of shots and I don't know, bracket number two was the best one. So, you know, I just thought maybe it's uh, like the equivalent now of like your pre-scan on your, on your, um, on your scanner, in your scanning software. You pre-scan it and go, oh, that one looks garbage, that one looks garbage, that one's good, that one's good, that one's bad, that one's good. And you know which ones to scan. Maybe this was the sort of back in the day, the equivalent, you know, which ones to actually bother cutting and mounting. Don't know. Anyway, that was, that was quite cool. An interesting side note on that, as you'll see from the picture, if you did see it in the Facebook page, that projector has the ability to project a 35 millimeter slide as big as my neighbor's house across the street, which is quite cool. So I opened the door just to, I don't know why, I think I projected it on the wall and went, that looks pretty damn good. That looks massive. I wonder how big I can make this make this image. So I opened the door, stuck the projector out the door and projected the entire damn slide on the side of the neighbor's house. Quite late at night, so that was probably a dumb idea, but yeah, it works. I don't know whether that works with a normal slide projector. I never tried that. I'm sitting in my studio now and there's a, a rank all this 3000 RF, just like regular slide projector just sitting over there on the side. I think I might try that, see what happens. Anyway, what's the biggest you've ever projected a slide? <laughs> Let me know if you uh, if you want to. Anyway, um, what are we? Jesus Christ, 16 minutes in already. Uh, I'm going to take a little break and collect my thoughts and I'll come back after this little break. Cheers, guys. Right, and I'm back. So in this little short section, I want to talk to you about uh, an actual proper birthday present that I got the other week, and that is uh, a book. And this book is called Retro Cameras, The Collector's Guide to Vintage Film Photography um, by John Wade, published by Thames and Hudson. Um, it's a hardback book that in the UK, at least, retails for 18.95, which is pretty good value for what it is. Now, I don't know if you have come across this book uh, yet. Um, I, you have probably heard about it if you listen to the FPP, because those guys had a little chat about it on their, their latest episode that came out. Um, what earlier in the week um, but that's not going to stop me I'm going to talk about it just a little bit as well so beautiful quality hardback book um, and it's basically pure camera porn as I think the guys in the FPP put it um, nothing really but a bunch of cool shots of cool cameras from varying styles film formats and eras so I'm not going to go through everything in here, but I'm going to talk to you a little bit about the breakdown of the book. So it starts out um, with a couple of uh, a chapter which they call uh, the basics, which is let me just flick to that, uh, like your basics of uh, manual uh, cameras. So yeah, just telling you a little bit about them. Focal plane, just showing you like different shutters, so like a focal plane shutter, leaf shutter, talk to you a little bit about apertures and what they are, um, shutter speeds, how they're controlled, focus rings, and then a few examples of uh, like depth of field and sort of fast shutter speeds and show yeah, shutter speed, slow shutter speeds. Um, then a little bit about formats and focal lengths, um, so formats they mentioned on here 35 mil half frame full frame panoramic uh 120 in the various sort of uh, sizes 69 67 66 yada 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 
127 minox film and sheet film uh, which is quite nice uh, it gives you the sort of exact sizes so i can tell you here that um just pulling one here 35 millimeter half frame so like your olympus pen 72 exposures 18 by 24 millimeters they are um 120 camera um 6 by 4.5 16 exposures 4.5 by 6 centimeters actually 6 by 4 6 4 5 is fairly easy one to remember uh 127 16 exposures 3 by 4 centimeters minox film 8 by 11 millimeters man that's pretty tiny isn't it um yeah that's what we go into here uh talks a little bit about about lenses and sort of varying varying qualities of them yada 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 um and just before that as well i forgot to mention like just a little introduction to like the book um sort of a few things about buying cameras and something that's quite cool on here like a what they call a value and rarity scale so each sort of camera that they've got in here has like a um uh, where are we like a, a what looks like a sunshine so like a an out of five uh which is like the rarity scale um five sunshines apparently being being the rarest so just flip to to one just random one uh which happens to be the voigtlander veto b three out of five for the rarity rating next one here um kodak retinet two out of five for the rarity rating um just one more olympus xa two out of five not very rare they are um anyway yeah so then after the sort of basics it then goes into um like different types of cameras so just looking i'm gonna flick through the whole book but uh 35 millimeter single lens reflexes uh, shooting guys or how to use them and then there's all the all the familiar uh familiar ones and a whole bunch of them that i'd never heard of so there's the familiar the olympus om1 pentax me super the nikon f's and then ones that yeah i'm not i don't know what a mecha flex is uh a zeiss icon contra contra flex con yeah contra rex do i know that one not sure the canon pilex won't ruin more for you. Then we go into 35mm rangefinders, 35mm viewfinders, roll film, single lens reflex uh, cameras. So that's uh, your Hasselblad 500cm, your Mamiya RB67s, Veronica ETRSs, those type ones. Um, sheet and roll film folding cameras. That's your like your MPP micro technical cameras. Voigtlander Besser 2, then you've got your twin lens reflexes, like your roller cords, your Mamiya C3s. Jeez, Instamatic cartridge cameras. So, <coughs> excuse me, so that's your 126 and 110s. Stereo cameras. I don't know anything about stereo cameras. Uh, panoramic and wide angles. So that's uh, like your Horizon 202s, your Spinner 360s. Miniature cameras. So these are like your Minox B, Ricoh 16 inside midgets instance so that's your sx70s a whole bunch of well they should just call that the polaroid section really polaroid 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 graph check sequence camera model 300 what's that one is that a polaroid page 266 so i'm just gonna have a look at that one because uh got a cool name 
No, it's not. A, it's not a Polaroid. This one was made by the American Photogrammetry Company. That's quite interesting. I'll read that one later. You'll have to read the book if you want. You'll have to buy the book if you want to read about that one. And then a bit more about accessories and sort of further information. But basically, it's a it's a beautiful book. Uh, it's like a proper coffee table book. Um, where you literally just sort of pick it up, flick it open to any page, and there's something really interesting on it. Um, the Rit Ritrick Two A. The Ritrick Two A has one advantage over every other make of roll film SLR. It can shoot four different formats on a roll of 120 film. Really? <coughs> Jeez. Yeah, again, you're going to have to uh, buy the book if you want to hear more about that one. So, yeah, I'm not going to go any more on about that. So, Retro Cameras by John Wade, The Collector's Guide to Vintage Film Photography. Um, it's probably a bit late to get one for Christmas now, but um, maybe you can get one in a New Year sale. Um, I'm sure they're available off Amazon. I was lucky enough to get one for my birthday. Right. Cool. Um, thanks very much for sticking me on that. I'm going to take a last little break and then come back and wrap up the show. Cheers, guys. Hey, guys, and welcome back. So in this uh, section of the show, I just want to give a shout out to a few people who have sent me some stuff in the post. It's been a good mail couple of weeks this week. Uh, first thing I want to talk about is a little uh, postcard come Christmas card that I received uh, the other day from uh, Michael Tickell. Sorry, Michael, if that's not how you pronounce your surname. Tickell. Michael Tickell. That's what we're going to call you today. Um, Michael was my... Um, I mean Michael. Michael was my um, print swap partner, I believe, on the negative positives. Was he on the negative positive print swap or was he on Dustin Cogsdale's print swap? I can't remember. But either way, Michael and I done a print swap on one of these things. Um, he sent me a really nice picture uh, a while back now of um, of some trees. Um, and I believe that was from his Sherwood Forest study. Um, which is, this one is as well. So Michael has been good enough to... You know these um, like Ilford postcards that you can buy? Um, so Andrew Bartram of the Lenses podcast has sent, sent out a few. I know lots of others have got... Um, involved in this as well um, it's not something I have yet but I'd like to at some point so if you're interested these are Ilford multi-grade 4 RC paper so proper traditional darkroom paper but cut to the size of what is it like 6x4 maybe postcard it's an actual proper postcard so on the one side it's your uh, normal print emulsion so you treat it like you would a any normal traditional darkroom print but on the back of it it's sort of pre um pre-printed with like postcard and then there's lines for your address and just like a, a standard postcard so they're an awesome idea so Michael has printed me uh, another of his Sherwood forest scenes an absolutely beautiful um, square I'm assuming six by six um, I'm going to say Hasselblad from I think that was what he said his last print was uh, from this project doesn't really matter beautiful print of some trees in Sherwood forest um, Merry Christmas and a fabulous 2019. Well, thank you, Michael. P.S. Keep up the good work with your podcast. May the light be with you. Thanks, buddy. That's really, really kind of you. Um, Michael, you can find Michael's work at tekelphoto.com. T-E-K-E-L-P-H-O-T-O.com. I'll drop that in the show notes. Yeah, that's it on that. 
excellent little uh, little postcard there. I'm going to find a little frame for that and pop that up on the wall there at some point soon. Uh, next, what do we have? Ah, Mr. Sven Olaf Humberset from the Viewfinder Vikings podcast. Now, I don't know how many of you are listening to Sven's, Sven's podcast. I think he's uh, about seven, eight, maybe nine episodes in now. Um, he's... Well, he's doing it like I said he was going to do it. Um, he's producing a show sort of as and when he gets around to it, when he feels like it or whatever. And he's doing a great job of it. And if you go and listen to his show, um, one of the things he, one thing he's been doing, he's been doing, um, he's working on a, on a new project. I can't remember if he's actually said what it, what it is or whether it's just a, a project that he's planning on doing. But he's wanting to use expired film. Um, and basically... Uh, in his words, sort of anything, black and white colour, E6, 35mm, 120 yada, yada, yada. Basically, whatever he can get his hands on. So he has a very sort of simple proposition to anyone that listens to his show. And that is, if you have any film that you want to offload, um, send him a roll. Um, I think he's requesting like a, uh, like a single roll of film, be that 35 or 120 or whatever. And... Send that over to him. He's in, in Norway. And he will, in return, send you a copy of his zine. I'll get onto that in just a minute. So I listened to this, and I, at the time, I was coincidentally having a bit of a clear-out of my film fridge, and I'm shooting a lot more 120 at the moment, um, just because of the cameras that I'm choosing to shoot with. Um, so I've got a lot of 35mm, um, some fresh, some not so fresh, some diabolically not fresh. Um, and I thought, yeah, why not? Um, I'm not going to use this, so Sven may as well, may as well make some use of it. So I pulled out a couple of rolls, chucked them in the box, and sent them over to him. Um, and sure enough, yeah, he received them. And I think I, I think I put a print in there as well, just to just to say hi and thanks for the show. And what arrived the other? I think this is about a week ago now. Sven's, uh, he calls it a zine, but Jesus Christ, Sven. Like, I'm not going to call this a zine. This is like, so to me, a zine is like back in the 90s, 80s, even earlier. A zine was like a crappily Xeroxed piece of garbage, really, to sort of promote your your band. And you know what I mean? It, you know what they look like an old player. This, Sven, this is a, it's a magazine, mate. It's, you know what this is? This looks to me like when you go to like a, a real posh gallery opening and you get the what's it called the, the catalogue or the brochure yeah the catalogue that goes with it this is like that man this is absolutely beautiful like I mean don't get me wrong Sven I can't understand a damn word of it because well, yeah, frankly man you haven't written a word of it in English it's unheard of considering you're from Norway and how good of English you speak I'm only joking mate um the pictures are, are just sort of stand stand on their own. I'd love to know what what it does say. I'm sort of hesitant to run it through like Google Translate because uh, I don't want it to butcher it. But the pictures in here are absolutely beautiful, mate, and the quality of the paper and everything, yeah, absolutely amazing. Interesting as well. He's chosen to print it. So if you imagine, um, and this is really interesting actually, so if you imagine like a, if you look at a traditional darkroom print, so like a 5x7 darkroom print, a 35mm one, 
nine times out of ten, when you print that, or if you receive it, if you look at it, you've got your print against a, a small white border around it. And that's exactly what Sven's done here. Whether he's done that intentionally or not, I don't know. But every print on the page is your print of a white border, and then he's chosen the rest of the page to be black. Um, the pages that have writing on them have white writing on them. And it's... it's, it's I have... I think I've only seen this once, once, once before like this. I think um, Eric, Mr. Conspiracy of Cartographers, um, possibly his latest publication was like this as well. I can't remember, what, definitely sure what of them was. I'll check that out, I'll put that in the show notes as well. But um, yeah, I absolutely implore you guys, if anyone's actually listening to this show and wants to get hold of a properly produced very professional looking publication i'm not going to call it a zine because it's bloody not sven um go and have a listen to sven's sven's podcast you can catch it on itunes and presumably if you can catch it on itunes you can catch it on everywhere else as well um go and listen to his shows i can't remember which one it is but one of them at least he mentions um offering offering his um his publication and he yeah he also included a a really nice print in there as well um yeah, absolutely beautiful print. It's uh, not sure where it is. He hasn't. He he mentioned to me in in an email that he sent that he forgot to. Uh, he wrote a note, but he forgot to include it. So, cheers for that, buddy. I'm just going to have to make up on the spot what it is. So it's a uh, it's a um, what I would call like a gravestone, a tombstone, um, in a in a cemetery, um, sort of very elaborate one. Um, I. Apologies, Sven. I don't know who it is, but he. I'm assuming he's someone important because uh, his sort of headstone is sort of solid mass of wood, and sort of recessed into that is a sort of um, what do you call it? Like a not a sculpture, like a carving of presumably of this chap. Sort of set in there. Um, 1916, I think. Possibly born 1916 and. Sort of passed in 1940. I'm not 100% sure, but either way, it's a it's a beautiful print, Sven, and I'd like to I'd like to know more about why you took this photo and who this chap is. I really, really would actually. So hopefully you could, uh, yeah, yeah, Sven, just uh, contact me either by email or a call in or something, and just let me know a bit more about this picture because it's absolutely beautiful, mate. Anyway, um, last up in this section, uh, what have we got? Ah. Keep saying ah, don't I? Like um, like I I don't know. Um, yeah, a couple more prints from from a very nice chap called Paleo Fernandez. And again, I'm sorry, buddy, if I butchered your your first name. I'm absolutely awful with names. But um, Paleo is my current uh, photography print swap um, partner, and it is his prints that I have been making this evening. But he sent me his ones last week I think it was and I just wanted to say thank you buddy these are absolutely amazing as well there's two he's printed me two um, sort of traditional darkroom prints absolutely beautiful both of them so there's a really nice one here a shallow depth of feel of some of some uh, some flowers um, some tulips I think they are forgive me I'm not the horticulturist but this is yeah this is really nice I really like the way you've you sort of got the the border around the edge of the print here. I'll have to post a picture on the the show's Instagram to show you. But it's sort of a, it's not like a a proper 
clean cut edge around the actual frame of the image. It's kind of, I don't want to say messy, um, but let me just, I'm going blank tonight. So a little slight black sort of rough edge border. It looks really, really nice. And there's another picture of a, a couple of ice skates that he said were hanging. Um, what did he say? The flowers were taken in Copenhagen and the ice skates were hanging off the wall in a nice old farm in Iceland. So Paleo, I believe, is from Spain, but currently resides in Scotland. So, and he's clearly got around it. This, I'd also like to know, Paleo, if you could let me know, the, the paper that you've printed the ice skates one on is really, really nice. Um, I'm assuming it's a, a resin-coated paper, almost like a, a sort of, like a luster paper, not really that shiny. I'm interested to know what you printed that on, on, mate. That's really, really nice. If you could let me know, that'd be ideal. And he's also included uh, a couple of, two or three uh, colour prints as well, which he says are lab, lab done prints. He obviously doesn't print himself, which is uh, print colour himself, which is cool, because neither do I. Um, where are we? So these ones are around, around Scotland as well. Yes, these ones around Scotland. So there's a couple of street scenes. Uh, one with some rather creepy looking pigeons staring at me. And a really cool double double exposure as well. So I'll post pictures of those on the in the um, uh, in the Instagram page as well. Right, so that's what I want to talk about for that section. I'm going to go and take another break now. Um, the prints that I just said uh, I've made for, for some of these guys are actually in the sink being washed at the moment and they've been washing for quite some time now so i should probably go and sort them out cool i shall be back in just a moment thank you bye bye hey guys and welcome back so that was going to be the end of the show until just before i started recording i was having a little whatsapp chat with graham from the sunny 16 podcast now i can't imagine there's a single one of you guys that listens to me but doesn't listen to sunny 16 but just in case um Sunny 16 is um, a analog photography podcast, an absolutely brilliant one, and the, sort of the one that generally, genuinely got me into um, sort of listening to podcasts and then eventually making my own. Um, Graham, Aid, and Rachel do a weekly, well now twice a weekly, with their backing paper show um, podcast uh, about all things analog photography, gear, news, film, and normally they bring along a really interesting guest as well to talk about their their career, their processes, projects, etc, etc, etc. But this isn't a plug for the Sunny 16 podcast. This is a plug for the Sunnies Awards that they do um, at this time of year. They did last year. And did they do it the year before? Uh, I can't remember offhand. Definitely last year and they're doing it this year. So there's a few sort of simple categories that they would like you to cast your vote for. Um so I will put a link to this. Uh, I'm pretty sure I can put a link to this in the show notes. Yeah, of course I can. Um, just going to go along to their website, and they've got a simple Google uh, document form where they would like you to vote for the following: the film of the year. Um, so there is a massive bunch of films uh, that you can pick. Um, just desperately trying to bring it up now because I'm recording on my phone and. To bring the thing up so 
yeah, so, yeah, I can't bring it up now. Um, yeah, so film of the year. They've got a whole bunch of, of films on there. It's literally just ticket. This is my favourite one. Or you can scroll down to the bottom and select other and put your, your choice in there. Simple as. Um, next one is the Inspirational Analogue Photographer of the Year. So, some nice analogue photographer that you're constantly inspired by. Um, simple as that, really. I mean, yeah, I, nothing more to say about that. There's no sort of no one to select from. It's just a little box. Pop them down. Um, could be absolutely anybody. Could be someone that you follow on Instagram. Someone that you know. Um, yeah, anyone. Inspirational analog photographer of the year. If there's someone you know that you think fits that, go and vote for them. Next up is the best newly released product in. 2018 so there's been a lot of products um come to market this year absolutely loads of them be they films be they camera hardware uh software as well some definitely some software in there um but again there's a whole list of things uh, listed products on there just to uh, just having a quick look there's um the camera adaptive 4x5 the chroma 4x5 the Jolly Look camera, the Cine Steel DF96 Monobath, Pinbox camera, Instax SQ6, the list goes on, the list goes on. And again, I believe there's a box at the bottom to put in something else that they maybe haven't thought of. Um, yeah, anything that I remember them stating on the podcast, it has to be a product or something that has been actually released to market this year. So that doesn't include things that have uh, kick-started this year and been successful this year that haven't actually been released in market yet so from memory what did they say Hamish Gill's the pixelator would not yet count because it hasn't although it's been kick-started this year and fully funded it hasn't actually come to market so products like that do not count this year but assuming that comes to market next year absolutely would count so so something that has come to market in 2018 that you can actually Purchase right now, be that film, be that camera, be that software. I think the, the yeah, Aphetix Film Lab app is on there, so software as well. Um, film photography service or supplier of the year. So that's fairly fairly self-explanatory. Um, be that um, a place that you buy your film, um, uh, a place that you where you process your film, where you buy your chemistry from, maybe where you buy your darkroom paper from maybe where you buy darkroom gear from anywhere like that a photography service or supplier the one that you think is best and finally the hashtag shoot film be nice award so was this last year or the year but i can't remember what it was but rachel from sunny 16 coined the hashtag shoot film be nice and that's kind of taken off and the last award in in this sort of sunnies is to sort of take take reference to that so a genuinely nice helpful person uh, how do they sit on there i wrote down a quote ambassadors for film photography so if there's someone um i don't know someone that maybe on instagram you 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 really love their work and whenever you uh, maybe you've contacted them several times and every time they're they're really nice back to you they're really helpful they're full of suggestions they're full of 
um, like praise for maybe your stuff or constructive criticism for your stuff, um, they would count. Someone who, I don't know, maybe the guy in your local camera store that is always genuinely nice, genuinely helpful. You went in after a Hasselblad, but he convinced you that you didn't actually need a Hasselblad because it's just name and you wouldn't use it and that you'd be happy with, you'd be, not happy, but you'd be much better off with this. I don't know, I'm pulling this out of my ass, to be honest. A, a genuinely nice, helpful person. Is it a person or could it be a company? I'm, I don't know. A person, a company, um, a podcast, maybe, um, a YouTube channel. I don't know. Have a little look. If you go onto, onto the website and have a look at the Google Doc form, there is a sort of short little write-up about each one of these sections to sort of not help you make your decision, but just help you in, help inform your decision about what or who would, would count. Anyway, so there you go, Graham. That's your shout out to my half a dozen uh, half a dozen listeners. So there you go, half a dozen listeners. Go in your droves and follow the link that I will try and remember to put in the show notes and vote for the Sunnies. But you already listened to the Sunny 16 podcast, so you've already done it, haven't you? Just like I have. Nope, not yet. Go and do that. Cheers. Right, so that's enough waffle um, for today. Um, so let's call it a day, shall we? Yes? No? Yeah, I don't have anything else to talk about, so yeah, let's call it a day. Right, um, this, as I said earlier, it, I, I missed a show last week, so I'd say this is my first show back, but I haven't really taken a break. I just missed a week. Um, so what is it? Today, as of time as of recording, is the 18th of December, 2018, and this show will... Um, go out live on, what's that, Friday the 21st, and that will be the, the final show before Christmas. Um, so, one, I want to wish you all, wherever you are in the world, whatever you choose to do to celebrate, whatever you choose to follow, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, happy whatever it is you um, you do, you believe in, happy holidays. Um, I will be actually taking a little break now so for the Christmas season and into New Year so I will be back in 2019 with is it series two series two of certain whitewash should we call it that I don't know 2019 episodes of certain whitewash um yeah so this is going to be the last you'll hear of me this year so lucky you um yeah so that's about it if, um, as always, if you want to send a call in, um, that would be fantastic about anything that I've spoken to you about tonight or in the past or anything that you'd like me to talk about. That'd be nice to hear from you. Just uh, hit me up on the Anchor app. Drop me an email if you like, sootandwhitewash at gmail.com. Yeah, gmail.com. Um, yeah, that's about it. You can see my work on Instagram, neil underscore piper, and this show like you probably know, already has an Instagram account, soot and, yeah, just at soot and whitewash. Are you interested in becoming the second guest on the Soot and Whitewash podcast? Um, like Mr. Mike Gutterman was a few weeks back. I like printed idea of having having some interesting people to uh, help me carry this carry this uh, 
carry this show for a while. Um, there's a few people that I'd like to talk to. Um, so I will be sort of sending out emails maybe in the new year to see whether people are, are interested in sort of coming and having a little chat. But in the meantime, if you want to come and have a chat with me, if you've got something cool you want to talk about, by all means, drop me a line and we'll uh, see what we can do. Right, am I done rambling? Is that everything done in my notes? Yep. And I've signed off and I've wished you all a happy holidays. I'll do that again. I hope you all have a, hope you all have a great couple of weeks. Enjoy whatever it is you choose to do. Enjoy time with whoever you choose to spend time with. Cool. Thank you then, guys. I shall speak to you all in 2019. See you all later. Bye-bye.